And man, I tell you, the Lord blesses us, doesn't he? I come into the service, the first service today, and and we had a great crowd and a great move of the Spirit. And and then I come in here and another great crowd and already a great move of the Spirit. Uh, God's doing some great things through our body. But I say to you, do you want to dig deeper today? Huh? Because a lot of times we can settle. And, and, and God wants us to dig deeper. And that's the title of the sermon today is to, to dig deeper. And that's our 2020 vision and goal for 2020 is to dig deeper in the things of God. And we kicked this off this year as a, in a 21-day fast. And again, guys, uh, this, this is concentrated on prayer. Uh, prayer and fasting, but but I told you don't last week don't let fasting uh, bring condemnation in your life if you don't do as well as you thought. Uh, I was told of another gal that uh, attends here some, but was uh, their church was also participating in the 21 day fast, and she was believing, and the Lord told her to fast 21 days, just water, and and no food, and she made it 15 days, and she could tell the Lord just touching her life. But she felt kind of bad. She didn't make it past that. Man, it isn't it didn't about uh, uh, earning this, guys. It's just about giving things up. But it blessed me to see the Lord just moving on her. And, and then just others in here that are stepping up and giving up some time and some other things to fast and just get closer to God. And that's what it's about this month is we're just wanting to dig deeper and just get a little bit closer to the Lord and hopefully that this just gets a hold of us and we continue on throughout the year that where God does just these unbelievable things. Uh, last week, uh, I was approached by Jane Garfield. So if you don't like this sermon, you can blame Jane Garfield. And, and she, uh, she shared a scripture with me, and I'll get into that a little bit later. And, and anyway, that scripture stuck on me this week, and, and I just couldn't get it out. And when, you, when I read it to you, you're going to be like, huh? Because you, you may not understand it yourself. But as the Holy Spirit began to, to deal with me about the scripture we're going to read today is about digging uh, or reopening wells that have been filled and, and wells that Satan has filled in our lives so that the, the water can flow freely through us. And this morning at the end of the service, uh, the Lord gave me a vision when I was praying up here, several responded to the altar and, and the Lord showed me a, a, just a stream of water flowing, just just unbelievable and it reminded me of the day I was saved and I was so in love with Jesus and that water was just flowing alive in my life and and I say to you guys today are you in love with Jesus more than that first day but how Satan he'll come in and I literally saw Satan taking just big clusters of clay and throwing them in the river and it began to make the river kind of slow down and change course a little bit and he threw more in and threw more in, trying to clog it up to where we couldn't experience God the way we wanted to do. And the scripture I'm reading about today, the Philistines were doing the same thing, or the Philippians, or the Philistines were doing the same thing. They were trying to clog the water wells of the people of God so that they couldn't experience the, the flow of the Holy Ghost in their lives. And, and that's where God's wanting us to do today is to remind us to reopen wells maybe or, or rivers of water in our lives that Satan has clogged up. And I'm going to share a, a, a kind of a physical example of, of doing that. But uh, uh, I'm a, uh, my mom taught me to be a good sport. And if the Vikings would have been in the playoffs, she'd be hearing about it. And they're not. But the Chiefs are in the playoffs. 
And so I'm honoring you today, the Chief fans, with the colors here and stuff, uh, the red and, and, and all that. But, but the Lord wrote that on my heart was that your defense wasn't that good this year. But adjustments were made. And one of the adjustments were made to make Kansas City defense so strong this year was they took on Terrell Suggs. And guys, Terrell Suggs, nobody wanted him in the league. He was washed up. He was old. He was no good anymore. And, and, and anyhow, Kansas City reopened that well, if you will. And, and that guy gave that guy a chance when the whole world told him he couldn't, when the whole world was blocking up his dream and vision to where he could go out and play, and he's tearing it up for the Chiefs this year. And a big part of why there's such a good defense. But the same thing happens in our spiritual life. You know, that, that we'll be going strong for Jesus and maybe getting older or doing it a while, whatever it may be, things begin to clog up that flow of the spirit in our lives. And God's calling us to unplug it today and let his spirit flow through us. So anyway, let's read from uh, Genesis chapter 26, 17 through 25. And really hear and listen to this because this scripture is not probably one that will just jump out at you. But there is so much the Spirit showed me through this today, and I want you to hear and see some things. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerar and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water that had been dug in the days of Abraham, his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham. And he gave them the names that his father had given them. And I want you to keep that in mind. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a well of spring water, the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled and with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he named that well Essek because they contended with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also, so he called its name Sitna. And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it, so he called it its name Rehoboth saying for now the Lord has made room for us and I want you to remember that has made room for us an open table and we shall be fruitful in the land from there he went to up to Beersheba and the Lord appeared to him that same night and said I am the God of Abraham your father fear not for I am with you and will bless you and multiply your offspring for my servant Abraham's sake so he built an altar there and called upon the name of the Lord and pitched his tent there. And there Isaac's servants dug a well. So we see five wells that were dug. In other words, they dug the fourth, they dug the fifth. And I believe they continued to open up wells that had been plugged up by the Philistines. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name today, Lord. And Lord, I ask that, that you open our eyes to see what your spirit wants us to see today as a congregation. And Father, us as individuals, and Father, we're wanting to dig deeper and allow you to move more in our lives today. And so, Lord, we yield to your spirit that's here and it's strong, Father, to touch us once again today. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, we're seeing in the scripture that the Philistines constantly brought war against Israel. In this case, they had filled Israel's water wells, destroying the flow of water. The Philistines were trying to kill, steal, and destroy from Israel. I thought it was neat that to this day, January 20th, uh, two thousand January the what is it today, nineteenth, two thousand twenty. The Philistines are, are still trying to destroy Israel. You see, the name Philistine comes from the Hebrew word Philistia, and the Greek rendering of the name Palestine, giving us the modern name Palestine. 
that's always coming against Israel, trying to steal, kill, and destroy. The second thing I noticed in this notes today is in the passage, Isaac reopens these four water wells and ends up doing the fifth one. But the four that he named, I thought it was neat that we knew what these names meant. And again, I'm probably butchering the pronunciation, pronunciation of these words, but, but Essek here means quarrelsome. If you really want to look it up, it means quarrelsome wife, but it just means the word quarrelsome. Uh, Sitna means uh, to impose or um, uh, intimate, enmity between man and God. In other words, a hostile spirit towards God's Holy Spirit. So there's enmity between God and people, Sitna. Uh, Then we have the word Rehoboth, which means a lot of open space, openness. And what happened here is there was room for everyone at the water well, representing compromise, really like the progressive movement that battles the church world today and battles our our society today. And then the fourth one is Beersheba. And and again, that, that name there means blessed to multiply. In other words, a covenant is fortified. A covenant has been restored. And so we see these four names of these wells. Uh, Another thing I want to make note of today is Isaac opened all these water wells, but after a period of time, the people of God and the people of those areas resorted back to this old way of thinking, these old sins. And, And that's another thing to take note of here. So the first well went back to quarreling. Sitna went back to enmity towards God. Uh, Rehoboth went back to the openness, this progressiveness. Uh, there's room for everyone at the table, no matter what you believe. And then Beersheba uh, stayed the, the blessings and multiplication of the God. So again, as when Jane came up to me, uh, she shared this passage of scripture with me. And, and man, it just began to reaffirm what God was calling us to do in 2020, but also what God has called us to do as a church in 2020. And really the mission that, that Oakton has, it just, the, uh, the, the presence of God just continued each day to well up in me this week. And the first point I get from this passage of scripture is perhaps the equivalent for Oakton is one, are there water wells in our lives we need to reopen that we've allowed Satan to clog today? You know, as we compare Satan, the snake, the devil, to the, the Philistines, they both come to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus' own word said the thief does come, not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Satan is out for us and will be out for us all the time. And so as I shared you the vision today, as we go through life, so many times our river of God is flowing so strong, our wells are flowing with water, but Satan will throw a clump of quarreling into our lives, a, cl- a clump of clay of enmity in our life that, that causes again that river to begin to shift and, and slow down. And then maybe that next step of, of this progressive thinking to where our, our, our river's all but stopped and the flow of God is all but stopped in our life. You see, this water, this flow represents the Holy Spirit in our lives. Jesus' own words, John 7, 29 says, whoever believes in me, as the scriptures have said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And then verse 38 begins to talk about that that spirit is the Holy Spirit. So we as believers need to continually allow the Holy Spirit to reopen the wells that have become clogged in our life. The things that have been clogged in our rivers, this, this other thinking sometimes, we need to reopen 
these wells in our lives. The snake, Satan, tries to clog the flow of water a lot of time through fear. When I was thinking about, you know, maybe this ministered to me so much today, is I love to go in and, and plunk, if you will, old wells or, or go into old caves or old cisterns because the kids used to, you know, they'd flip coins in and they'd flip marbles in and they'd flip goodies in. And at the bottom of these wells, if you dig through the muck, you can find some goodies down in there. And, but my biggest fear was, is I'll never forget, nope, my brother Mark's well, or he opened it up with a backhoe. There were snakes in there. And it reminded me of Indiana Jones movie where the snake comes out of that guy's mouth. You know, I had to get over the fear of snakes before I could allow the Lord to move in my life. I had to get over the fear of, of, of things in, 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 in this sister and this lunking to be able to go down and get the goodies that God had for me. And I think so many times that's what happens with us as believers. Uh, Pastor Jim and I was running this idea by staff. He made the comment the other day, he said, maybe the fear of Satan, the snake, is what keeps us from reopening our water wells. You know, I think of fears that, that we may have as individuals. We might think, you know, fear what people think of us, and it, it keeps the flow of God in our life stagnant and not moving like it should. I know teenagers, man, we're always worried about people knowing we're a Christian. And so we kind of hide that when it keeps the flow of God from moving in our life like it could. Or maybe the fear of change when, when our life moves in a different direction and we begin to fear that to experience the, the greatness of God, we got to get past that fear. Or maybe the fear of unknown. Or maybe the fear of cost. Or maybe the fear of, of giving up a sin habit that we have that, that I've been doing this for years and God, I, I can't give it up. I depend on it. We got to get past these fears so that God's spirit can flow through our, our, our wells, if you will. Can throw, flow through our lives, if you will. A personal example and a physical example was I was asked to go on a European pheasant hunt yesterday. And, and the fear hit me immediately. And I began to think of many excuses, and I believe we got that picture on slide 10, but, but, but I hadn't hunted since I was 18 years old, except when Mike Diggs would take Joshua out, and I would go with him and film it, but I hadn't used my gun. I haven't done anything. My, I find out that, that we needed a 12-gauge to hunt pheasants, and I had 20s, and I had this. I got 16 guns, and I didn't have the right gun, and, and I'm thinking, well, you know, I, I just can't do it. You know, I began to look at these fears, began to make these excuses. But what was funny, that churning inside, it's kind of like when God convicts us to do things, we think of all the fears. But that churning inside, that Holy Spirit in me caused me to think, man, that would be a good time. And it caused me to step out on faith and, and go ahead and go out. And all I cared that day was that I didn't embarrass myself. I just wanted to go out and have a good time. And as you can see, we went out and we had a great time yesterday with the Lord. And, and I shot a few birds, but if I didn't shoot any, I was able to reopen a part of my life that I really enjoyed. And that's an example of something that, that was physical, but the spiritual world is the same ways, guys. That God will put a call or, or something on our life and all these fears and unknowns pop up and we begin to, to be scared and not move out and it blocks that flow of the Lord up. But that turning to the Holy Ghost inside, hey, I'm here, I'm with you. 
You can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. And we give in to the Lord and we get that clay and that muck out and we'll experience and move the Holy Spirit in our lives. Next thing I wanted to talk to you guys about today was the Holy Spirit has equipped us to overcome these fears. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 8 says, For this reason I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God which is in you through the laying on of hands, for God, is, God, for God gave us a spirit not of fear, but of power, love, and self-control. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but share in his suffering for the gospel by the power of God. 2 Timothy 1, 6 through 8. We must fan into flames or stir up some of your Bibles we'll read today, the Holy Spirit and the giftings God has placed upon our heart today. And we do this and, and we get stronger in him by prayer and fasting and, and getting into God's word. This 21-day awakening that we're talking about is centered around awakening these gifts in the Holy Spirit in our lives so that God can flow through us. And two, as we've established today, we need to seek and ask God if there is any area of our lives that is clogged to where the Spirit can't move freely through us. And if so, be able to repent and reopen these things. This last few weeks, I believe the Holy Spirit has been speaking to many people, many of you today. And, and he's asking you to close some water wells or reopen some water wells, excuse me. And, and the reason I'm trying to get this down, I believe the Lord in prayer told me to tell you to stop running from me and reopen these wells. Don't fear what I'm trying to do in your life. I believe the Lord wanted me to tell you that today, that you can do all things through Christ Jesus who strengthens you. You just fan in these gifts into power. Fan these things into work in your life. God has given you the power, the love, and self-control to do that. The second thing, and this is where Jane was really emphasizing, and this is what the, this, this next point is all I got from Jane and the Lord just build upon it. But perhaps the equivalent for Oakton is to reopen churches that have been closed to be a source of living water. And she'd got that from her devotional book, Day 12 of 2020. And, and this God is reaffirming the call Oakton, you have to go save disciple sin, north, south, east, and west. Uh, Jim went up and he'd made a marking to put on the door at Oakton Carth or Golden City. And it says, building hope. Oakton Church with a phone number and the website. We're wanting to bring a hope to the community that, hey, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can bring life and a move of God upon this area. And again, I'm not saying we're all this because we're not. We're all that because of the Holy Spirit. It's because of God in our life and allowing him to flow. But then I look at the, the, the third church here. And God is calling us the second thing. The three things God has called this church to in 220 or 2020 is the first thing what we're talking about. Go save disciples sin. You know, focus on our relationship with each other and God and build his kingdom through discipleship in all these areas. But the second thing was to find our covering and a place that we can fit and go as a church. And then the third thing was to pay this church off. But God is calling us to separate from the UMC because of their progressive interpretation, and it's a scripture problem. And, and that's the covering that we're looking for. 
So we're here, we're seeing that third thing that was in the wells that were clogged in Genesis chapter 25 or 26, that progressive spirit that will come in and close down has divided our denomination to the point we're seeking a covering. We're seeking a a place to be covered by what we believe the Lord's called us to do. So here were just these three things that clogged these wells. Clear back in Genesis 25 are the three things that are clogging the wells of churches today. The three things that are clogging our wells as individuals because we are the church and we need to fight to keep them open. God has called us to fight to keep them open. Uh, Jerry Crockett the other day, we were kind of talking about this around the table at the men's dinner the other day. And, and, and this is another thing that stuck with me all week. Thanks, Jerry. But, but Jerry made a comment after kind of sharing a little bit about the water wells. He said, it's hard work to dig a water well. And, and that stuck with me all week because it is hard work. If you ever looked at these water wells, Amy's got a cistern outside her house. And man, you open that up and it goes, it starts at a circle about this big, probably a little bigger, and goes down like this. And then straight down about 20 foot. And that rock is made, laid in there perfectly. It's beautiful. Man, it took a lot of work to dig that well. It took a lot of time, a lot of effort to dig that well. And, and I remember I was trying to lunk it. So I'd put a pump down in there. That pump run a day and I still couldn't see bottom. Because that water was flowing so well in that, in that water well, that cistern. In the same way, we must work very hard to keep churches and waters wells open with our church. We must work hard to build what God's called us to build as individuals. We must guard against quarreling, enmity, and progressive thinking and move into the things of God, the, the Beersheba, the blessings and the multiplication and the, and the confirming of a covenant with God. We must continue to dig wells as Genesis 25, 26, 25 did, opening up these things for God. In other words, earlier we were talking about that a lot of the people went back to this old way of thinking. And Norma in our staff meeting, she made the comment, why didn't Isaac change the name? And we got to rename the wells. When, when, when these curses are broken, And we need to rename these wells and not let them come back in again. We must break the curses and allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives. And again, we do this. We change these situations. We turn these situations around through prayer, through fasting, and by the blood of Jesus. I want to read to you James 5, 13 through 20. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms of prayer. So we got one that's got a clogged clogged cistern or or clogged water well, if you will. They're suffering. Let them pray and get it open. Well, we got one over here that, man, things are going good for us. We're cheerful. We're happy. We'll continue to sing songs of praise and keep that water flowing. Then we got another one over here. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call on the elders of the church. And, and my computer is going wacky here. And I got to get my notes back. There they are. Let him call on the, for the elders of the church 
and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. You see that, that, that theme there? When things are attacking us, trying to block and clog up our water well, go to God for, with prayer. Even when things are going good, go to God with prayer and thanksgiving. And he says here, uh, and the prayer of, the, uh, of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him. And if he committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let him know that he who turns a sinner from the error of his ways will save a soul from the death and cover a multitude of sins. We need to press in to the things of God. We need to press in to the love of God. Uh, I'm laughing up here because my computer's trying to update and I'm at war with my computer right now. I've never experienced this before. And so I'm trying to preach and fight my computer here. But, but the reason we do this, and this is what the Lord really showed me, that, that whenever I would crawl down in these cisterns, you know, if I could get past the, the, the fear of the snakes, if I get, get past these ugly things and the, the hard climb down there, and if I could get the, down to that bottom, when I began to dig in the muck and began to open up this well, that I would find these cat's eyes, marbles, these little coins that somebody threw in there, these precious little things that God has for us, we will find when we work to keep these wells open and we dig through the muck and we do our best to allow the Holy Spirit to move in our life. I got tickled. Randy Crockett and me were, were tearing down a, a roof off an old barn there at Amy's the other day and, and we're putting the roof back on and and we tore it off the side wing that they had built. And I'm up there nailing and trying to or screw this lid back on or this roof back on. And I keep feeling Randy doing this. And he's touching my pocket there. And I thought, what are you doing? And he's finding marbles on the ground that were old marbles. And he's cleaning them up and he's sticking them in my pocket. You know, and it just tickled me that these little treasures that we can find when we keep our wells open. And the presence of God that we can find when we keep our wells open. So in closing today, we must fan into flames our gifts to go save disciples' sin. Uh, God is raising up several of you to help with this. And we do this by reopening our water well and position ourselves in a way to be a part of this. So I say to you today, what keeps you from being actively involved in, in Oakton? Or what keeps you from being actively involved in your relationship with Jesus? I challenge you to examine yourself today and repent and reopen the water well and allow the Holy Spirit to use you to find those little treasures and nuggets, the things of God that he has for you, the blessings and the prosperity of his love. I was telling Jim the other day, it seems like the Lord has, will show me things with people and and. And this is why this prayer thing is so important because a lot of times say that, that, that God shows me that, that, that Karen's going to just do these great things in the Lord. I'll use my wife and she already is, but he, she's going to do this new great thing. And if I go to her and tell her that, it seems like Satan immediately attacks her with fear and tries to steal, kill, and, and, steal, kill, and destroy that, that vision or purpose. 
Or I see somebody go to the altar to give something up for the Lord. And man, the very next day, Satan's out trying to steal, kill, and destroy what God has just cleared up and made free in their lives. And I see Satan come in and just try to destroy. And the Lord's showing me when we go to the altars or God puts a calling on ourselves that we must cover it in prayer and continue to seek him like never before. And that's when the change will come. And remember that God hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. So the praise team will come forward today. I want to open this time up into a time of prayer. As I talked to you guys about this morning, opening the service up, that God's doing some great things in all of our lives. Let's dig a little deeper. Or you may be sitting in here today and you say, I, I don't feel God in my life at all. And I'll tell you, let's dig through that muck of life and open that well back up so that we can experience the treasures and the flow of God's spirit in our lives. But today, God's calling us to reopen our water wells. And again, I don't care where you're at in the Lord. You may have a perfect relationship with him. Then I tell you to, to call upon him and sing praises and continue to glorify his name and make that river flow even wider. But if God shows you some things in your life, take it serious and believe that, that he's not going to show you anything, that he's not going to help you overcome, that he's not already provided deliverance for. Joel's already said it from the pulpit today that God has already taken care of everything on the cross through Jesus Christ, his son. So are you serious today? Then let's make a difference. We have work to do. God has called us to a higher relationship with him as individuals. And God has called us as a church body to go and reopen water wells in our friends and our neighbors' lives so that the spirit can also flow from them. In other words, Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Love your neighbors yourself. Allow the love of God to move through you. Let's stand to our feet today. These altars are open today. And I've shared some pretty neat things today, or the Holy Spirit has today. And I really want you to, guys, it's 1130. And, and that's been our goal is to get done earlier to allow the Lord to deal with us. And so I ask that you just examine yourself today, just say a prayer and ask the Lord how your flow, how your well's going. How am I doing, Lord? And then moving out in what he puts upon your heart. If you're here today and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, come and let's open up that river of, of, of water, that move of the Holy Ghost in your life. If you got things that, that you need to lay down today, lay them down. But this is a time of prayer. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. And Lord, we allow your spirit to minister to us and through us now. Father, give us the boldness to step out and move when you show us stuff. In Jesus' name, amen. Gary has reminded me of Liberia, some wells that this church dug over there. And the first one we dug over there was those that have been there was up by the house. And anyway, uh, uh, they dug by the house because it was convenient and that it was close. And then when the dry season came, that well run dry and, and, and they even put a pump in. He was saying they did many things to try to draw the well out. But it was draw, 
built in a place of convenience, in a place of, I'll give you a little bit, a little bit of effort. And then the next year we came over and we built the tower to, to draw that water from the well up and into this tower. And then it could go out and, and minute or, you know, for showers and all the places there. Well, again, the well wasn't deep enough. And so the next year that we went over, we dug another well down by the school. And those that are over there now, that well still in existence today because it was dug in the right place. And, and they actually are, are irrigating out of it. They're pumping out of it. They're, they're doing all these wonderful things out of a, the second well because it wasn't dug in a place of convenience, but it was dug where the Lord told them, told them to dig it. And the Lord put that on Gary's heart. That may be for somebody today. Your well may be dry because you're only giving God what's convenient and what's easy for you. And sometimes it takes a little bit of effort and a little bit of prayer and a little bit of word and a little bit of faith and a little bit of standing. And when you dig that well where God calls you to dig that well, it's going to provide for the whole community. And that's where we're trying to get to as a church today. So with every head bowed and eye closed, is that anybody today? I've been serving God out of convenience. I see that hand. Anybody else? Oh, my, yeah. Anybody else? I see that hand. I'm serving God out of convenience, and I want to serve him in his will. Anybody else? I see that hand. And, Father, we thank you for your spirit today. I see that hand over here. Father, we thank you for your spirit today. And, Father, when you show us stuff, Lord, we repent of of just trying to give you a little bit, Lord. And, Father, we ask that you teach us how to dig a well in the right place. Father, that how we can tap into that, that unlimitless water supply of your Holy Spirit. And, Father, teach us how to keep this well up through our prayer and our, and our fasting and our word and our faith, Lord. But, Father, move across this body today. Lord, I thank you for this huge crowd today and the huge crowd, the first service of people that are coming out because they love you and they want to dig deeper in you. Father, we ask that you cause us all in here to see how you want us to dig deeper in our own lives. Father, how we can get closer to you in in other ways and, and we can even know you more. And Father, as a church here today, Lord, I ask that, that you show us their giftings and our callings and, and the place that you want us, Lord, to, to yield our time, tithe, and talent to build your kingdom. And Father, again, we ask for wisdom uh, how to do that for Oakton across the board, Lord, at Oakton Central, Oakton Carthage, and Oakton Golden City. Lord, give us wisdom on how to do this, Lord. Show us all our place, Lord. And Father, again, we ask for unity in this body. We ask first off in unity with you and your Holy Spirit. Father, unity with each other. Lord, that we're not going to allow quarrelsome spirits into this body. Father, we're not going to allow enmity into this body. Father, we're not going to allow progressive liberal thinking into our minds. But Lord, that we're going to be seated upon your word. And Father, we know when we do that, rivers of living water will flow from us. 
Father, we know when our kids are sick, we can lay hands on them and, and you again will provide a miracle that you will move on each and every one of us, Lord. Father, simply by calling upon your name and seeking your face, Lord, you're going to do great things and continue to do great things in our body. And Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise for the salvations, for the renewings today, for the, for the miracles that's taken place in this body this month and the months to come. Father, we thank you for revealing yourself to us over and over, Lord, when we don't deserve it. Father, we glorify you and who you are. Father, we love you above all things, Lord. We want you above all things because you're a God. You're good. Father, we live for eternity. We live for being with you. Father, give us a taste of that here on this earth. Continue to bask in, and and Father, continue to help us to bask in your presence. In Jesus' name. Father, we love you today. Just as we sing this next song, just begin to praise him. Begin to worship him because that's the key of everything. Praising him will break down all strongholds. When you don't know what to do, pray. When you don't know what to do, praise his name. When things are good, praise his name. When things are bad, praise his name. Because that's what breaks down these spiritual strongholds. To pray and go to the Lord and seek him through the word. And, and talk to him. Tell him what's on your heart. And, and let him know what you're thinking. But if anybody wants to come and talk with me, man, my door's open any time. Come see me. But we're in this together. But most importantly, God's in it with us. And he's providing a way. And Father, we thank you for your presence today. And Father, we thank you that you go before us as a cloud by day and a fire by night. That your spirit never leaves us nor forsakes us. That streams of living water flow through us continually, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hug somebody's neck and tell them you love them.